0: Hello, and welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and I'm an attorney, mediator, trainer, keynote speaker, author, podcaster, social media influencer, technology junkie, consultant, and coach, and although I know that sounds like a lot, but what it really means to me is that I've found a way to make a living doing what I love and doing it in a way that lets me help others. So in this podcast, I want to share some tips and insights into helping you create the career that lights you up and pays your bills, whether that's as a mediator, attorney, collaborative professional, or really anything that you are passionate about. So I'll be chatting with some of the most successful and influential experts in all areas associated with building your practice, and I'll share my own thoughts and the lessons I've learned along the way. So come along on the journey with us, and soon you'll have a practice that will let you make money mediating too. Welcome to the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I'm your host, Susan Guthrie, and in honor of May being Mental Health Awareness Month, this episode is going to focus on finding success as an entrepreneur Well, prioritizing your mental wellness. Because one thing that I know after decades of running my own business, although having a successful business is a rewarding endeavor, it's also challenging and it can take a toll on our mental and emotional well-being. So today I'm going to explore ways to build a thriving business while also maintaining your mental wellness. Let me start with the most common experience among entrepreneurs. The number one complaint that I'm sure you have and all of your colleagues when you go talk to them, and that is burnout, right? That feeling when we are working too hard with not enough rest or relaxation. And ultimately, that has a serious impact on our mental health. And we start to feel like we just can't do it one more day, that there's too much that's not getting done, or what we're doing isn't getting done as well as it should, and it all starts to become very overwhelming. And again, that can have a serious impact on our mental health, especially when that goes on for an extended period of time which it's easy to have happen when you are a professional out there in the world providing services to clients like I am as a mediator or as an attorney or as a coach, and also you're trying to run and grow a successful business. So you're the business person, the rainmaker, Many times, we're also the executive assistant, the copier, and the person who's doing everything. And it really can add up, take its toll, and make us feel like we are literally burned out. I mean, I get to a point, I don't know about the rest of you, where I feel like my little brain's just not working anymore. And so it is important for us to be aware of and recognize the signs of burnout and to take steps to avoid it. This is always like when you have surgery, and they give you pain medication and they say, take this every four or six hours or whatever it is, but then you have that one friend, family member, my husband, who name, I will not say, but right, so they let it get ahead of them. They wait until the pain is there before they take the medicine, and then it's very hard to get on top of it, and the pain is almost impossible to get rid of, right, by taking that medication. Whereas if they had taken the medication over time in appropriate doses, it would have been easier to either keep the pain at bay or to avoid it or keep it at a minimum altogether. It's the same thing with burnout. And really a lot of the things that we need to do are start to have better boundaries around our work hours. One of the things that we all know is when you are the entrepreneur, you're the rainmaker, and you're the person who is doing all the work, we don't have regular work hours. Anybody out there who's listening to this podcast have regular work hours, please raise your hand. Please send me an email and tell me how you do it because there's, you know, I work 24 seven, especially since Our phones are with us 24 seven, and we can do a lot of our work from those phones. So it's really very hard to escape from it. So most of the time, this means we are going to have to be proactive and have some rules and boundaries for ourselves. That means setting specific work hours and actually sticking to them. Yes, I know, crazy, but trying to have those boundaries of I don't take calls or answer emails after 7 p.m. at night. Be, be reasonable to yourself, but unless it's an emergency, try to have those actual boundaries where unless it's an emergency, you're not going to break it. Try to have that day that you set aside for some self-care. Anyone who follows me on social media knows that I'm constantly on the weekends posting about the need for self-care. That is because I'm trying to remind myself that I need to take that time off and I need to take care of myself. And so making sure you have boundaries both around your work hours, but even when you are working, you need to make sure you take some regular breaks during your day. Don't do what is so easy to do now that we have become a virtual world and so many of us work in sitting at our computer hopping on one Zoom to the next, and we end up finding ourselves in back-to-back Zoom meetings day in and day out. And that is a huge mistake that I personally can say took a toll on me, and something that I have learned, a couple of tips for that. One, always build in 15 minutes at least in between your meetings, just so you can get up, stretch your legs, And, you know, use the restroom, take a bio break, go walk your dogs, go stare out the window, do something, answer a phone call, whatever those things might be. But take that little break. The other thing is not everything needs to be a one hour meeting. So be mindful of exactly how much time you give away during the day by sending out that Zoom invite. You do not have to send out a one-hour Zoom invite for something that can be managed in 30 minutes or 15 minutes. So something that I do is keep in my Calendly when I'm sending out and somebody wants to talk to me, pick my brain on something, run something by me, talk to me. I actually put some thought into what amount of time do we need to achieve and what amount of time can I give? And I send the link for a 15-minute meeting, a 30-minute meeting, or a 50-minute meeting. And there's another tip. Don't send out 60-minute meeting requests. Build in your 10-minute break by only booking 50 minutes meetings or 45 minute meetings if you're going to go to an hour at least give yourself the ability to you could run over try not to have those boundaries but you set yourself up for success by avoiding that back-to-back by that constant workflow the other thing that i've realized is it became so easy during covid to just send that zoom link out that we now have a meeting for everything and frankly Not everything needs a meeting. So think about that ahead of time. Can you cover it in some emails? Could you open up a Slack channel and have a back and forth with someone to resolve something? Could you text? Can you do it asynchronously? Is there a way to manage this in a telephone call? Ooh, old fashioned, but in some ways, much less taxing on us. So set some boundaries around your work hours. Stick to them. Be mindful of the time that you give to others, the time that you assign to tasks. Take regular breaks throughout your day so that you can recharge, refocus. Other things to avoid burnout, believe it or not. Things like exercise actually help you avoid burnout. Exercise gives you energy, clears your mind, lowers your stress levels things like, I know you've heard this a million times, folks, but meditation is honestly very helpful in this area. Spending time with loved ones and friends. Make sure you prioritize the time for that. And always seek professional help if you're feeling overwhelmed or if you are experiencing ongoing symptoms of burnout that you can't get on top of, where you've let the pain medication come in too late and you can't get on top of it by trying some of these things now. Okay, so that's burnout. And I really wanted to start there because if you hear nothing else, because I hear so from so many colleagues that burnout is their biggest complaint about their practice, their biggest mental health challenge, I wanted to start there. But there are other aspects of mental wellness that as an entrepreneur, you need to prioritize. Another one is building resilience, right? Because entrepreneurship, it is full of ups and downs. You can have the greatest day one day, and then the very next day you can have the not greatest day. And so our ability to bounce back from those setbacks and keep moving forward becomes essential. And that might mean things like developing a growth mindset, having a supportive network of colleagues and mentors that you can call on for support and help. And as I said a moment ago, getting professional help when you need it. And that can be that professional help can be uh, a therapist. Yes, absolutely, mental health professional, but someone that we may not think about is also a professional coach. Someone that can help us identify some of these issues that we're talking about right here in this episode, and then can help us put in the structure in our workday, in our work life, in our life in general, to help us to work on these particular areas, such as building resilience. So a few pointers for building that resilience, a growth mindset, it's a lovely phrase, but what the heck does it mean? And it's kind of being able to flip the script and see challenges as an opportunity for learning and growth. And yes, that's Pollyanna-ish, but it can work if you mindfully look at it that way. And I will tell you this from personal experience. So when you hit a roadblock, and it can be in your practice, it can be in building your business, honestly, it can be in your personal life as well. But when something comes up that is a difficulty that you are struggling with, Sit down and try to find ways to flip that script. How can you change that negative into some positives so that, for example, you were planning on attending something that you were really looking forward to and then due to circumstances not in your control, you no longer get to do that. You don't get to take that trip or something like that. That is a negative. You are disappointed you're not attending this event or this this vacation or trip that you wanted to go on. How might you flip that script? Well, you probably blocked time off of your calendar, so you now have a block of unscheduled time that you have the ability to schedule in a way that might be helpful to you go back to some of these other things that we talked about, meet with a coach, meet with a therapist, go get some exercise, spend time with your family and friends. You know, all of these things that we talked about for recharging and refocusing, you can use it for as an opportunity to learn. You can go to a training, find something online that you can learn, work on your business, but in a way that doesn't require out-facing way, meeting with clients, or meeting with colleagues or doing actual work, but maybe you could work on a marketing plan or work on some element of support to your business that you've been putting off. So flipping that script, building resilience to see the challenge or the disappointment of not being able to attend your trip as an opportunity for learning and growth. And Then the next pointer, and this is for resilience, it's really for everything. If you're going to be an entrepreneur and a business person, this next one I think is the most essential is cultivating a supportive network of colleagues, mentors, and friends who are there and who can provide you with encouragement and guidance. This is critical, especially if you work in a career in a profession where you tend to work in silos. So those who are listening know mediator, attorney, very often what we do in the dispute resolution world is work with clients in conflict, but we are working with them alone or in many times, at least in a silo of working with them in that moment alone. And so we spend a great deal of time alone. We also, so many of us are working from home, which in, for many of us including me that means working at home alone my spouse goes to work my dogs are here but it's me and the dogs all day every day and just the faces on the screen so we are alone quite a bit and having that supportive network of colleagues friends mentors you know truly those friends your colleagues and mentors become your friends if they're if they're a part of your life That is so critical, having those moments of connection with other people in the same space. And for that, you know, I I always recommend joining your local associations, professional organizations, um, attending trainings, conferences, meetups, have a, a happy hour online. I know I told you to just get off all those Zoom meetings, but get on a Zoom meeting in the evening to just shoot the breeze and commiserate with your colleagues and friends. So making sure that you maintain that supportive network is really important. Another aspect, which I think that we let drop quite a bit is that we are, we are compassionate with so many other people. We are working to be kind and to be helpful with others. And we forget to practice self-compassion and kindness toward ourselves. Even, when we face setbacks. I wrote today in the LinkedIn newsletter about the difficulties of perfectionism and how perfectionism can really be a detriment to growing a successful business. And one of the reasons is because it does not encourage you to have self-compassion towards yourself and show kindness to yourself. If we expect perfection from ourselves, then nothing less than that will make us happy. And that is frankly impossible. No one is perfect. So I'll link to that article in the show notes for anyone who didn't get a chance to read it and be sure to go and just subscribe to the newsletter on LinkedIn. That way you'll never miss it. I try to share some really good tips in there for you in addition to what we share in the podcast. So those are resilience. We've talked about, you know, really dealing with burnout, being able to build your resilience. And those are kind of both negative, right? Those are downers, those are are the the bad side of all of this. But we do know entrepreneurship isn't just about avoiding negative experiences. We became entrepreneurs for a reason. And so pursuing our goals and creating something meaningful, something we have that passion for, is, is actually one of the benefits and one of the reasons why so many of us become entrepreneurs, but it's important to balance out that drive to succeed with that self-care and compassion I was talking about a moment ago. And so the final thing that I will say to you is that we need to create awareness for ourselves around dealing with things like stress and anxiety that can grow as we are trying to create something meaningful. Yes, on one side, that's wonderful to see it growing and to be achieved and to be created, but it also can create a great deal of stress and anxiety for us. And so we need to have ways that we can deal with that stress and anxiety. And unfortunately for many professionals, those are unhealthy ways. Alcoholism and substance use disorder, alcohol use disorder and substance use disorder are both very prevalent among the professionals. That's self-medical over that stress and anxiety and depression we also just tend to get burned out go back to the top here and that has a lot to do with not having that balance in our lives not being aware of what is happening in our space and in our practice and in our minds and in our mindfulness so some of the things that I always recommend for people are celebrate your wins. First thing you need to do there is become aware of them. And they don't have to be, oh, I made a million dollars or I settled a hundred cases this year. You don't, it doesn't have to be this major accomplishment. You helped one couple resolve the conflict that they were having over the next week's weekend's visitation with their kids. Hey. Celebrate that win. That's a win. That's a big deal for that family. And you did that for them. You helped them do that. And in that moment, you start to feel like you are get you're achieving, you're getting those goals that you are setting achieved and and set, and you're getting to that point of where why you became an entrepreneur in the first place. I had a therapist once who always said awareness is the beginning of everything, but we tend to go through our lives without awareness, unaware. Of all of the positives that are happening for us. And so maybe this comes down to, you know, that gratitude element in our lives. Start becoming grateful or aware of the positives, no matter how small they are, and you'll start seeing how many of them you have. Mindfulness is a wonderful way to help us stay present and focused. It helps us to regulate our emotion, our emotions, and it cultivates a sense of sense of compassion toward ourselves and others, for those who have difficulty, try one of the apps, try Calm, that walks you through like a five or 10 minute mindfulness exercise if you're having a hard time with that. Try taking just three deep breaths in the moment. Try sitting down and writing out five things that you are aware of that you are grateful for in that moment, as small as they may be. Those are little exercises that are going to help you realize you are actually achieving and moving toward those goals that you are setting as an entrepreneur. All right. So I cannot leave this episode without leaving some resources, some additional resources for maintaining mental wellness as an entrepreneur. We live in a world where there is so much available to us out there. I want you to be aware, see what I did there? I want you to be aware of some of these other resources. So one would be Headspace. It's a popular meditation app. I mentioned Calm, but Headspace is another one. It has guided meditations and mindfulness exercises. If you are feeling like you would like to speak with a mental health professional, Talkspace is an online therapy platform that connects users with licensed therapists, and you can do it via text, audio, or video chat, so a great place to reach out. For those or who are struggling in their business and need some mentoring or help as an entrepreneur, there's this fantastic governmental organization called SCORE, and it's a nonprofit that provides free business mentoring services to entrepreneurs. It's founded and funded through the US Small Business Administration, and they work with volunteers that include experienced business professionals who offer mentoring, coaching, and workshops on a variety of business topics. You can find them at w www.score.org. And I'll put links to all of these in the show notes for you guys. But that is a wonderful resource that so many people do not know is out there and that they can take advantage of. And then finally, your local peers and colleagues. Stay in touch, reach out to them. It was just, I was reading an article just the other day. I'll try and find it and link to it as well. But I think that loneliness was just declared an epidemic in the United States. The equivalent of smoking 19 cigarettes per day in its negative effect on our overall mental health. So staying in touch, staying connected, being with others and not feeling lonely. You are not alone. Reach out for help. Always know that your mental health is one of the most important things to creating a successful practice. You aren't in a successful practice if you don't have your mental health, so you need to prioritize it. So it's essential for building a successful and sustainable business. By taking care of ourselves, we can be better equipped to tackle the challenges and opportunities that come our way and to help other people through the challenges that they're facing. So as always, I hope you found this episode helpful. If you did, please take a moment to leave a review and a five-star rating in whatever app you happen to listen to this podcast on. It's the best way for people to find the show and hopefully benefit from it. And if you do find it helpful, please feel free to share it on your social media outlet. Tag me. I would love to meet you. You can always reach out. Susan at susaneguthrie.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Make Money Mediating Podcast. I hope you got some great insights and tips on creating your dream practice. Join us every week on Thursdays for a new episode and don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you're enjoying the podcast, here's a shameless ask please consider giving it a five-star rating and tell us in a review what you find most helpful. It's honestly the best way for others to find the show so that they can make money mediating too. I'll see you next week.